What's up, my greats? Welcome to the Manny D. Rosa podcast. I am obviously Manny D. Rosa. I think we're going to name this episode Your Duty, um, and I'll get to why in a second. So we're going to be talking about success, a certain part of success. Not now. Let's just say this out the gate. I understand that success is not the same for everyone. And even a step further, success is something that not everybody aspires to achieve. I get it. Some people content with having the nine to five, all the bills are paid, you know, roof over their head, food in the refrigerator, and you good. I get it. <laughs> but then even with those of us who are chasing some level of success, the definition of success varies from person to person. What might be successful to me may not be what's successful to you. So I get that. But the part of success chasing success, I should say, that I want to talk about today. The first time I heard this was uh, Grant Cardone said it. I'm trying, I was trying to, while, while preparing for this episode, I was trying to remember where the first time I heard him say it. I don't know if it was on stage somewhere or in his book, 10X, his best-selling book, 10X. But the first time I heard Grant Cardone say this, it kind of changed perspective for me. That's what I'm trying to do in every episode of this podcast is pinpoint something that changed the perspective for me and try to um, relay that to y'all. And hopefully there's a change in perspective for you. I remember hearing Grant Cardone. If you don't know who Grant Cardone is, he's a billionaire real estate. We'll say tycoon. I'm real comfortable saying tycoon with regards to him. He said being successful, it's your duty. It's your duty. There's no choice. It's your duty to be successful for you and your family. And then I heard somebody else say, to take it a step further, it's your responsibility of changing the financial trajectory of you and your family. And just so you know, I totally, 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 I grew up poor, poorer than poor. So I totally take that on my shoulders to make sure I break the cycle and make sure the next generations of my family are better off than previous generations. I totally 100% accept that responsibility. So I want to get into one of the differences between animals and human beings is animals will always be animals. You understand? A cat will always be a cat. Generations later, it's still going to be a cat. A cow is always going to be a cow. A bird will always be a bird. They don't transform into nothing else. <laughs> There's no transformations, but humans are capable of making significant transformations. You could take a homeless man and he can go from being homeless to years later being a successful author and a motivational speaker. You can take a rebellious teenager who hanging with the wrong crowd, getting in trouble with the law, messing up in school, and that teenager can eventually become an accomplished academic and a successful businesswoman, you can take an immigrant arriving in a new country with no money, only the clothes on their back, and years later they can become a real estate tycoon. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what needs to happen in all of that is a choice needs to be made, a choice, a commitment to change. You got to want it. <laughs> you know, that those changes, those transformations don't happen by accident. When you see those transformations happen, it's because the person wanted it. <laughs> they went after that change. 
they took the step-by-step -step approach to making sure they go after they were proactive there's a good word <laughs> they were proactive in making that change so commitment to change a discipline discipline is a is a very important word in this um in transformation self-improvement hard work and really i mean just really really wanting that change i'm gonna say something that i've people around me know i've said a hundred times over the years in this day and age and actually one of my one of my children <laughs> just quoted me quoted me saying that i say i say this all the time in this day and age and access to we're not even in we passed the information age in this day and age and the access to information whether it's through audiobooks podcasts google internet cor online courses like the access to whatever information we want if you're poor it's by choice please understand it's by choice you can come from the the worst place in life and end up in the best place in life I just recently read something the other day. It was a whole list, a whole list of children who were Holocaust survivors, children who witnessed horrible, and I'm not gonna go into it. They had actually what each person went through as a child, just watching parents be murdered and concentration camps and just the worst existence as a child. And then, but overcame and eventually maybe came to, came to America and eventually became like successful millionaires, all of them, all of these names on this list in various industries, whether it's in real estate or, or toy manufacturing. And like to come from that, I mean, we talk about rising up from the hood, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's always a huge accomplishment with some of the stuff that we have to witness and go through in growing up in our communities. But to go from a Holocaust survivor to a millionaire or billionaire, like that's, you know what I'm saying? That's a, that's another level of focus. There's a Jewish principle that says, what I am today has nothing to do with what I will be tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? Especially when you talk about many places throughout history, the transformation, that change wasn't allowed. And for centuries in Britain, the socioeconomic class where you were born, lived, that's where you died. <laughs> there was no moving up, you know? If you were born poor, you died poor. In most of Europe, it's not a Disney movie, so the, the peasant girl never marries the prince <laughs> in most of Europe. Uh, most of Asia, all of Africa, early Greeks. Um, early Greeks, destiny was a function of birth. <laughs> you know, so wherever you was born, that class, that that's where you stayed. That's where you stayed the whole life, your whole life. Uh, the Romans, the Romans had no mechanism for anyone to rise up socially or economical beliefs in many places around the world for centuries um, were that some were meant to rule and some were meant to be ruled period you know so for nowadays when you have more millionaires rising up especially in america you have more millionaires you know when when you looked at the rich people when i was growing up it was always like the older white males and now you have like 30 something 20 something millionaires I know I follow a guy on Instagram, he's op, trades options and shit, 20 something years old, early 20s. He just, you know, he's multimillionaire travels, luxury cars, the whole nine, living the lifestyle, early 20, 21. I think he's about 21 years old. So the millionaires are getting younger and younger and it's not one, one type of person, it's various shades of people, if you know what I mean, that are becoming millionaires. So things are changing, things are changing. It's, <laughs> so why should we strive for success? 
I think one reason for me personally, my opinions, driving for success is important because because of the transformation and everything you learn along the way as you build up as a person, I'll say this again, I think I said this in a previous episode, people around me have heard me say it for years, um, level one you cannot operate level three business. So there has to be a personal transformation for you to reach that person that has that can operate the next level of business. So there has to be some personal development in you getting better as a person so you can operate at that higher level. So striving for success and that journey on who you become, it helps us reach our full potential. So that's that's kind of an important for me. Another reason that is important for me is I like to say, like, if you're in a cave and the cave entrance of the cave collapses and you're stuck in a cave and you bump into another guy with a gift for you, he gives you a shovel and you take the shovel. And before he shows up, you're complaining and you're complaining that you're stuck and you're going to die here. And then somebody comes along and gives you a gift and it's a shovel where you can use that shovel to dig your way out of the cave. But instead of using the shovel to dig your way out of the cave, you set the gift down and you go back to complaining that you're in the cave. You know what I'm saying? I like to liken that to God giving us certain talents and abilities, his gifts to us, and we don't use them (laughs) to get to where we want to go. That's just an atrocity. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't keep complaining about your situation when God gave you certain gifts, but you don't want to use those gifts to move forward, to get out of your situation, to move your family forward, to live a better life. You know what I'm saying? So, Everyone has gifts that can help them move forward. When you use those gifts, um, you glorify him. Okay. In Genesis chapter 12, we'll look at one through verse one through three. I'll read one through three and then I'll tell you what I think about verse one. Um, The Lord said to Abraham, um, get going out from your land and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. My heart's desire is to make you a great into a great nation, to bless you, to make to make your name great so that you may be a blessing. My desire is to bless those who bless you, but whoever curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. So to me, verse two and three are the gifts, the rewards after the fact. Verse one is the direction, you know, telling him what to do. Get going out from your land from your relatives, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. So he's telling him, leave his country, leave away from his relatives, leave his father's house and go to a whole nother land. I I ain't even tell you where you're going yet. (laughs) So what that says to me is get out of your comfort zone. That's the message I get from that. Get out of your comfort zone. When you get out of your comfort zone, that's where growth happens. I mean, he's telling him, I'm not even going to tell you where you're going, but this is what you're going to (laughs) do. You know what I'm saying? Leave your country, get away from your relatives, leave your father's house. You know what I'm saying? So get out of your comfort zone. And then verse two and three is telling him the rewards from that. Nothing has changed to this day. This is the way this is the way it works. (laughs) You have to get out of your comfort zone because nothing grows there. When you get out of your comfort zone and you grow as you grow your business, that's when you'll get the rewards of, you know, similar rewards to those that are in verse two and three. I just wanted to make that point. So how do we, so this begs the question, how do we strive for success? 
like I said earlier, di- different paths are for different people. Like I'm, I'm hip hop, so I always like to say how Jay Z made it. Jay Z's journey to success is different than Nas's journey to success. It's different from Fifty Cent's journey to success. It's different from Kanye West's journey to success. They all went totally different paths, you know, to get to whatever success is for them. So you have to figure out what your your path is. You have to walk your path and and be intentional about growing and moving forward. But striving for success requires hard work. You can't be lazy and be successful. Those two just don't go together, (laughs) whether you realize it or not. Hard work. Um, Focus. You can't dabble. And I've said this a hundred times, too. (laughs) You can't dabble at what you do. Be that once in a while entrepreneur. Be that when I feel like it entrepreneur. You can't dabble at what you do and expect success. It just doesn't work like that. So you have to have a certain level of focus. Another thing, sacrifice. You got to have sacrifice. You have to sacrifice something. You have to put something down to pick something up. It just, there's no way around it. You have to give up, you know, maybe you drink too much. You have to give up some of the party time. The weekend's getting lit while the next guy's working. Maybe you're, you're... Your favorite pastime is chasing ladies, you know, chasing men. You might have to give that up. You might have to, like, there has to be some sacrifice if you want. There's only 24 hours in a day. So if you want to put in the work and hustle, you know, if you're a fan of playing video games, which I never understood the fascination of grown men playing video games, but that's just me. That's a whole nother topic. (laughs) Yeah, there has to be some sacrifice in order for you to focus on your goals and the work. So there's always got to be sacrifice. Perseverance. Ooh, there's another one. That's important. In your journey, you will get knocked down. You will have days where you're doubting if you're, you know, you're wondering if you're doing the right thing, if you're doubting yourself, if you're, oh my God, this is like, you will have those days. But, you know, like they say, you got to get up one more time and go back in and go back in and look at what you learned and you know, where did I make a mistake? How could I do things different? Let's move forward. There's gonna be times where you feel like you're taking three steps forward, two steps back, three steps forward, two steps back. It just comes with it. <laughs> Please understand that, wrap your brain around that. But you gotta have some level of perseverance, like there is no plan B, this is what I want and I'm gonna keep going until I get it. Another thing that I feel is so important, and I'll say it and then I'll change what I said. <laughs> you gotta have the ability to learn new things. And that almost feels funny saying it because I know God gave us all the ability to learn new things, but some of us don't embrace it, that ability. A lot of us shy away from learning new things because it pushes us out of our comfort zone. I've, I've heard of people when I'm given you know, some advice, oh, oh, you do this, you do this, oh, all you gotta do now is, is put this in what you do and do this. Oh, I don't know how to do that. And they're like, you know, like, shot, like they put real quick to push it away because they don't know how to do that. No, you have the capability of learning how to do that. <laughs> Especially if adding that to what you do is gonna move the needle for you. You gotta learn new things. You gotta be comfortable. You gotta be a lifelong student in your journey. Success is not this final destination place (laughs) that I got to do what I can to get there. No, it's what you do along the way, you know, that uh, is more important. So make sure you're being a lifelong student. Keep adding, always keep adding stuff to your skill set that'll make your journey easier. Another thing, ooh, and this is important. And this is another thing that I see people shying away from. We have to be willing to take risks. Be willing to take risks. 
So it reminds me when I say that it reminds me of a story. One time I um since last year, the middle of 2002, I started trading stock options. I got real into I you know, I made the decision to learn how to do that and add that to my skill set, add another stream of income. So I I took a course, I took on a mentor, I joined the community of other stock options trader, and so I got really into it, I'm still into it. So on my phone, I have an app where I can read the charts, you know, where I can keep an eye on the charts. So I might chart on my computer and read charts the night before and just make a small uh, watch list of certain stocks I wanna watch, and I might wanna, if things are looking right the next day, I might, you know, jump in on a trade or whatever. So I had jumped into a trade, so I have the charts on my phone, and I put my phone down and I have it open to the chart, so every once in a while I glance over to see how the stock, you know, the price action, see how the candles are moving, and I'll be able to take a glance and I know what the stock is doing. So I put the, you know, I'm doing something and somebody comes over to me, and starts talking to me and he's he realizes during our conversation every once in a while i glance over to my phone to see the charts and he asked me what is that what are you what are you looking at like what is that on your phone he hadn't seen it before i explained to him what i was doing and he goes oh isn't isn't oh isn't that risky <laughs> and my short answer to him was it's only risky if you don't know what you're doing and he looked at me like i was crazy <laughs> so i say that story to say this if you're a first first of all Oh, this is another thing I said to him. If you look at the wealthy people in this country, they own businesses, they're in the stock market, and they do real estate. Those three things, mostly. So if I want to be wealthy like them, I need to learn these three things. So now if you look at it, if you look at somebody who's brand new in real estate and you look at a 20-year veteran tycoon (laughs) who owns portfolios around the country, Going into the next deal, who's more risky? The veteran who knows what he's doing or the guy who just started because he has less knowledge? The veteran is the guy who knows what type of properties he's looking at. He knows what kind of deals. He knows his numbers. He knows what the economy is doing. He knows um, what the market is in certain areas where he likes to purchase. He knows he has all this information that he's gathered over the years so it's less risky for him when he decides to, to green light a deal. You understand? So it's less risky for him as opposed to somebody who just started out there buying their first, pro- you know, their first rental property. There's more risk for somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. You understand? Somebody getting into stock options. I hear this all the time in my stock options community. In the beginning, you will lose some money and shit. <laughs> but you got to practice your risk management rules and stick to them and not be an emotional trader. And, you know, as you learn, yeah, you're going you're gonna to lose money. 100%. There's no way, there's nobody in the history of trading stock options that said every, stock, every trade they did, they won, they made money and shit. Every stock options trader lost money. But the more you learn how to read price action and read the candles and and what's going on in the economy, um, looking out for catalysts like, you know, is the Fed speaking today that's going to move certain sectors and all of that stuff. So the more you learn about what you do, the less risky it is. I say all of that to say that. (laughs) So, yeah, it's risky, but the more knowledgeable you get and the more experience you gain, the less risky things are. That's, That's my point in all of that. I have to, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention this to, to close out. 
the importance of balance whilst driving for success is so important i know i touched on it on a previous episode but this made it real i'm part of a couple of mentorship programs right um in business and a lot of the more successful people i see they're really focused and you would think the more successful people the people are like more zeroed in on their business and only business and they're all business and no but the more successful people i see are more balanced like they look at different aspects of their life they prioritize their health they're making sure they're eating right and exercising they're prioritizing their intellect they're always reading or listening to podcasts always prioritizing their personal development prioritizing relationships making sure they have time for family and friends as well as prioritizing um, and it's up to you you have to look at all aspects of your life and make sure you're maxing out in the words of ed milet make sure you're maxing out in all areas of your life you understand um including including feeding your faith every morning when i get up in the morning i put on a a faith-based podcast to feed my faith in the morning while i'm while i'm getting ready in the morning the book of matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all things will be added to you you understand so you can't focus 100 percent on business We shouldn't let success and business consume us and become our sole focus. You have to be grounded in all areas. You can't be great at business, but your marriage is failing. You understand? You can't be great at business and you suck as a a parent. You can't be have all this money in the bank, but yet you're eating like a slob and not exercising and you're totally out of shape and dealing with different health ailments. You have to make sure, when I say balance, you have to make sure you're focused on all aspects of your life. Success doesn't mean only success, you know, with the zeros on your bank account. Success means being more fulfilled. You know, I personally know a millionaire who tried to commit suicide, (laughs) you know, and slit his wrist. And if his wife didn't find him slumped over the bathtub in a pool of blood, um, he would have died that day, you know? So there was something missing in other aspects of his life even though he was really successful at at his business. So you can't be consumed by the success in one area. You have to be consumed by the success in all facets of your life. Okay? So I say all of that in this episode to say, as a person of faith, you have to have a duty to strive for success. It's your duty. If there's anything in this episode that I want to stress, is you have to look at success like it's your duty to strive for success and use the the talents and the abilities that God gave you to glorify him. And he'll make sure you get to what he has for you. You understand? So you have to work, mean it, like work with intention, going after your goals, going after success, going after that life that you dream about. You have to be all in, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? If you want that transformation to take place in your life. And I'll leave you with this. The book of Ecclesiastes, um, I believe it's 9 verse 10, chapter 9 verse 10. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Means go all in. (laughs) It means go all in. You have to do it with all your might. You can't have, like my mother would say, excuse my language, you can't half-ass it. (laughs) Right? I think I'll leave you there. I think this was a, a, a good episode. Um, a lot of gems there. All right, I'll leave you at that. This is Manny D. And in parting, as always, 
Dare to be great people. Peace.